Welcome back to Life with Raj Ball Ball. And today for this episode, I'm going to talk about privacy and in in just in general, I feel like everyone deserves their 4th Amendment right to privacy, you know, especially here in the US, but even even beyond the US in any society, everyone deserves their right to privacy. But at the same time, we during a public health crisis It's like I don't want to be I would never want to be tracked on my phone on who I've been in contact with. But, you know, if we can reduce COVID by the end of 2020 and there's a proven algorithm for that to work, I think it would be I think I would support that. Again, it'd have to be proven like you'd have to have tests done, models done, graphs, charts, etc. Because I'd rather I want to be persuaded to get this chip in on my phone or when I go back to university, when a lot of people go back to kind of their normal, normalish school and jobs in the fall, right? You, you kind of want this proof, this vi- visual proof or, you know, visible proof that, okay, you know what, this could actually work. This would actually be productive. And I, again, it's all about, I want to be persuaded by the, through the central route of persuasion rather than the peripheral route. I don't, I'm not going to feel like I want a chip because I feel like I want, well, obviously I want privacy, right? I think a lot of people in an individualistic society, everyone kind of wants some sense of privacy because it's not, it's not your right. It's not the government's right to know what I'm up to. It's not my institution. It's not my school. It's not my work. you know, my corporation's job it's not part of their description. They shouldn't have access to my personal life, my private life, and who I've been in contact with, right, in general. But for the sake of resolving this, this dang virus, I think it's very worthy if they have models, if they have graphs, etc. Because I feel like chips, it's one of those things where do I want a chip in my phone that the, where the government can track me? And see who I'm in contact with, especially when I go back to college in a couple months. No, I I would not want that to happen during any other circumstance. Right now, I would be okay with an app, which I can delete, you know, after a certain time frame. Let's say you just have it on your phone for 2020 and then you go from there. Or maybe you have an app on your phone that shows you, okay, these are the amount of you know, COVID cases concentrated in this area, that might be like a loophole around this whole privacy issue. Because then if you're cognizant and you're aware of this public health crisis, you're not going to go to those areas that are highly concentrated. Obviously, the news has done a great job by portraying, you know, certain states. But I'm saying go to like certain counties, even certain cities, go to the municipal level, go to the most grassroots level of society and kind of have, you know, an app that tracks that all, right? Maybe there's something along those lines. But again, it all goes back to if there's a chip on my phone or an app that I can get that'll track the people or anything in general that wants to track and see my every move, I I, I think a lot of people, you generally, you see it and you're like, no, F, F that. I'm not, I'm not going to have someone track me. Like, really? What's the value in this? Right? But... You know, if it's for something like a collective good for the sense of public health, you know, I might be down if it's for a certain specified period of time and I can get rid of it at any point, things of that nature, right? Because obviously you don't, nobody wants to be tracked, nobody wants their 
personal life. Nobody wants their private life to just be exposed like that or to have a third party have that much access to, you know, what they do on a social level, right? Because it's not fair. Fundamentally, it's not fair. But during a pandemic, if you have certain restrictions in place, Kind of maybe you have this application installed which kind of tracks COVID and shows you, hey, or alerts you, or send alerts. Like, you know, Amber Alerts, why don't you get an alert about you're in a high COVID area right now based on your location? Because you know, your you know, the phone already phone company already tracks your location, all these maps like Google and stuff, they track your they track your location. So why not just use that and have like a COVID alert tracker instead of, you know, insisting on a chip or insisting on an application to be installed on your phone that kind of tracks who you've been in contact with, right? There's so many ways to get the job done without violating an individual's right to privacy. But if you were to violate an individual's right to privacy, now, you know, during a public health crisis is obviously it's the most acceptable time, but I put acceptable in quotes because you're still violating someone's right to privacy, right? But I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's a controversial topic, but it's very interesting because there's so many different things that our government could do. But right now, obviously, under Trump, you're not going to really see it from a national level. But maybe in like a more local level or you have these institutions, like I think Rice, where I go to college, they're, they're kind of toying around with the idea of, hey, why don't we track your, you know, your social interactions with other, you know, just with people who've had COVID and stuff like that. And it's, it's just very weird because A, it is a violation of your right to privacy. B, since it's very vague, I'm not going to say yes, right? You haven't shown me the proof on why this will be of value to me, right? And then C, why don't you just do like this COVID alert thing, which you already have like the COVID text, the COVID emails, right? Like from a university level, not obviously from a societal level, but you kind of have, just keep those updates going. And then if people don't fall in line, they don't fall in line, they get the virus. You can go from there, right? But, I mean, there's so, so many different ways to solve this issue, but I feel like it's very interesting, yet very relevant. You know, it's like controversial, but relevant, and it's something that'll really come to the forefront, I feel like, in a couple couple months when everyone's trying to get back to normal, to that normal office life, that normal college life, and that normal, you know, just educational life as well. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you all have a great rest of your night. Enjoy your 4th of July safely, responsibly, and wear masks if you're in a, you know, a public area. And if, you're, if there's more than 10 people, more than 25 people, definitely more than 50 people, wear a mask. Like, come on, come on, just do the right thing. But thank you so much. Hope you all have a great rest of your day and talk to you. Talk to you tomorrow on the 4th. So thank you to our sponsor, Anchor FM.